the Lord is my shepherd. When I walk away from him, he's my shepherd. He brings me back. Tells me he loves me. Is he your shepherd today? Come here looking all cute. (laughs) Can we just get real for a minute? I don't know about you, but this world we live in throws some hell at us sometimes. And I need him more than anything. If you need him in this house, would you raise your hands in this place this morning? I need Jesus. I ain't too proud. (laughs) Do you need him this morning? Oh my. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm done wanting stuff. Stuff, man. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me. That means if I'm with him, he's going to make me have some good stuff that's going to feed me. be beside the still waters you're going to have something to drink he restores my soul you ever need your soul restored sometimes you've went through so much I've had enough I'm broken I'm broken God I need you to restore me Humpty Dumpty king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put them back again but Jesus can amen though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you're going through it you're going through it if you keep walking you're going to get through it because you're with me I don't know how you do it without him man dark places the dark valleys there's some weird stuff in the valley you know that you're with me your rod and your staff comfort me the thing that's used for correction comforts me Noah don't look at my belt and say that comforts me daddy oh you whoop your kids not with a belt I might smack him with my hand on his butt but your rod and your staff, it comforts me because it keeps me in line when I get out of line. Anybody in here ever get out of line before? Lord, I need you to hold me. I don't know about you, but when she was singing that song this morning, I just felt him holding me this morning. Father, thank you for loving us today. Thank you for wrapping your arms around us today, Father. Lord, I love you more than anything, God. Lord, when we step from this life over into the next life and see you face to face. Father, when we take that last breath, God, and we see you face to face, Father. Lord, I pray that you'll say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You're covered in the blood of Jesus. Father, if there's somebody in this place tonight or this morning that needs a touch from you, Father, 
God, I pray that something would shift in this place, God, that they would say, I want some of that. I'm sick of what I've been drinking. I'm sick of what I've been smoking. I'm sick of who I've been hanging out with. I'm sick of this place. I'm sick of stuff being broken all the time. Stuff ain't working all the time. I'm sick of walking away from God. I'm coming to him. This morning, in the name of Jesus, I'm done with this life. I'm done with this stuff. I'm done with the dead, dry church. I'm done with the dead, dry life. I'm done with the dead, dry marriage. I'm done with the dead, dry job. I'm done with this stuff, Father. I'm coming to you, God, today. This is it. I need you to put me back together again, God. I come into here, Father. Messed up. I'm messed up, God. My mind's messed up. My relationships are messed up. Yeah, I look good on the outside, God. But I'm broken. And I need you today, Father. And I need a miracle. Only a miracle that you could do. In Jesus' name. And everybody in the house said amen. And amen. And amen. Just for a second, before we dig in here, they got me. They say I broke, I hold the world record at Barefoot Church for preaching too long. We're just going to roll on in to the 11 o'clock service. I'm kidding, Pastor Clay. I'm kidding. Don't let me preach ever again. But let's just take a second here. I'm going to ask you all over this house to close your eyes for a moment. If you're here today and God spoke to you during that song and said, I love you and I want you to come back to me today. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right now all over this house? Amen. Hands are going up all over this place. I need them. Keep it up. I need you, God been messing up I just I just don't feel you like I used to and I need you Lord I love you today I'm coming back to you it's time it's time if you got your hand up right now just talk to him father I love you whatever it is that you've been doing or going or just you need a fresh wind right now ask him father I need your fresh wind right now father if you raised your hand this morning I'm going to ask you after service if you've never asked Jesus into your heart to go to the best day ever tent it's outside we're going to talk about it at the end of the service but go out there and talk to somebody you need somebody to talk to if you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and save you he died on the cross so that you could Confess with your mouth. Heavenly Father, forgive me. Come into my life and save me. I believe that you died on the cross and was buried and rose on the third day so that I could be saved. In Jesus' name. And all my brothers and sisters said, yeah. Amen, amen. Give the Lord another hand clap. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Psalms 23. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, y'all going to sit down?
Okay, go ahead and stay down. Go ahead and stay down. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to get back up. <laughs> the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Somebody say green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk, here we go guys. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, in the valley is where the miracles happen. Today I'm talking to you about miracles. And and in the valley is where miracles happen. Somebody say miracles. Does anybody need a miracle in this place today? Does anybody got a kid that's out there just doing their own thing, going their own way, saying their own thing, doing stuff? You're like, I never taught you to do that. Where'd you learn how to act like that? You want to just pour Clorox on their head. Amen. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of my enemies. There's some people in this world right now that don't think I should be preaching. There's some people that saw me doing something stupid, saying something stupid. Y'all are like, what'd you do? It's none of your business. (laughs) Nosy. You got your own problems, man. Amen. But he will put a table before you. He will set you up and put a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He'll bless you over here. You're doing stuff over here and nothing's happening, but you're just doing it because God told you to do it. And he'll bless you over here where no one can even touch it, baby. Can I get an amen in the house? Am I the only one that's happened to before? Surely goodness. Well, wait, let me back up. You anoint my head with oil. That's the, that's the calling. That's, that's what he's called you to do. He, he anoints you. He calls you. He, he, he blesses you. Can I get an amen in the house? And then when he blesses you and tells you what you're supposed to do, it just pours out of you. You can't help it. I can't help but to do this. I told Pastor Clay, if I don't do something, I'm going to die. I'm going to explode. My wife sat across the table from me about two or three years ago before we started getting really plugged into this church, sitting there about half drunk, frustrated, mad at the world, just bad at business, just sitting there at the, at the dinner table at Carabas, just mad. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, I'm supposed to be preaching. I ain't supposed to be drinking. I'm supposed to be preaching. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. All the days of my goodness and mercy are going to follow me. Oh, can I have some goodness? Come on, goodness. Come on, don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me. And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. See, I may try to run from them, but you know what? They're following me. And you know what? I may get away from goodness and mercy, but can I tell you, they're coming eventually. Lamont, when I, when I try to run from God and do my own thing, eventually he's going to catch up with me because I can't get away from it. Because when I get goodness and mercy on my life, does anybody need some goodness and mercy on their life? No matter where I go, no matter what I do, goodness is mer- and mercy is right 
behind me. They just, they won't leave me alone, brother. I got people spitting on me. I got people being mean to me. I got, I got crazy things going on in my life. Them crazy people in that business, you know, that talk about me and treat me wrong. And I, mean, I know you might not have ever been in a church like this before. It's okay. I'm going to go back up here. People looking at me like I'm crazy. But you might try to walk away from him and, and, and go to places you shouldn't go and be around people that you shouldn't be around and do things that you shouldn't be doing. But can I tell you that goodness and mercy is still there with you? Woo! Can I get an amen in this house? Amen. Thank you, goodness and mercy. Everybody give goodness and mercy a hand this morning. You can't shake it. I've tried. I've tried. I'm done with church. Them church people are crazy. Mean church people. Church people are crazy. Everybody got something going on, amen? But God has a calling on your life. He has a calling on your life. And today I want to talk to you about the miracle in the valley. And in order to see the miracle, you've got to come out of your comfort zone. And there's some of you in this place today, you're at the end of your life, you're in the later years of your life, you've worked hard to get to where you're at. I mean, you've worked in factories, you've worked in offices, you've done awesome things, you've done supernatural things, you've, you've built big buildings, you've, you've constructed, you've done all kinds of amazing stuff, and you've worked really hard, and you deserve to be where you are right now. Let's all give our retired folks in the room a hand this morning. You deserve it. Somebody say you deserve it. You deserve it. They uh, questioned this, this lady in her 80s. They was interviewing her, and she, she had been married four times. And all four of her husbands had died. And, and they asked her, they said, why did you marry the man that you married when you married him? She said, well, in my 20s, I married a banker. And, and he died, and... I lived a little while by myself, and then in my 40s, I married an actor. And, and she said he, he was a good man, and he passed away. And then in my 60s, I married a preacher, and, and he was a good man too, and, and we lived happily together for a while, and he died. And then in, in my 80s, I married a mortician. <laughs> and they said, man, why, why did you marry these men when you married them? She said, I married one for the money, two for the show, Three to get ready and four to go, baby. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> Ain't no grave going to hold you down. No sin, no mean person, no demon, no devil, no person talking about you. No one or no thing is going to hold me down. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Can I get an amen in this house? Have you made up your mind? Have you made up your mind? I don't care what I've got to do. I don't care where I've got to get. But I'm going to get in the place that God wants for me to be in my life. When we came to this church, we was a wreck. We needed some counseling. Any of y'all ever need some counseling in here? I remember before we got married, Tiffany and I, I told her, I said, Honey, you need to read this book about marriage. I don't need to read no book. Now she's like, where's that book at now? (laughs) We needed to shed some relationships and we need to gain some relationships. We needed to shed some habits and we've needed to gain some habits. 
and, and we've needed to get around people that love and care for us. And by God's grace and by him using some beautiful people like Pastor Clay and Kim and some beautiful people in this church family, God has gotten us to a much better place. We by no means have arrived, but God has got us in a much better place. Can I get an amen in this place? See, I love preaching to y'all. Y'all been through some stuff this service. I come here and preach to the teenagers. They're not so enthusiastic all the time because they ain't been through some stuff. They have not had the luxury of trials and tribulations of this life. But now they do have a special anointing on their life. And they got this thing called adrenaline and energy. But can I tell you that God can give that back to you? Amen. Amen. But you've lived long enough and you've had some kids and you, 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 you've went through all the dirty diapers and you've, you went through all of life's trials and tribulations. And I've realized that you can either laugh or cry at this life. Amen. And I try to laugh in our household. I, I've been using one-liners on my wife, Tiffany. I say, uh, honey, you know your Google? She's like, what are you talking about? I said, because you're everything I've been searching for, baby. <laughs> I say, <laughs> last night, I said, uh, I'd say God bless you, but it looks like he already has, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey, date night's Tuesday night. <laughs> Was your dad a boxer? Because you a knock out. Hey. <laughs> At least she laughs, you know. <laughs> you got to keep it funny, you know. Been hit by life. I got any football players in the room? The Super Bowl's coming up. Nobody in here has been, was a football player. Were back in the day, yeah. Was, was. You ever been hit so hard that snot boogers fill up the face mask. I never knew what that meant until it happened to me. So, oh my gosh. (laughs) I landed on my face in the grass and I just stayed down for a minute and just rubbed my face mask in the grass. (laughs) So I wouldn't get up looking crazy. It was in front of the whole school. It was a homecoming game. All both schools. It was after the play, dude hit me and it was like, have you ever felt like life has hit you that hard? They need disclaimers on life. God don't give you disclaimers. You ever watch the commercial? This, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. What kind of drugs are out there with it? Name a drug. Advil. Well, they got no... All right, I'm going to make up some. advil This will help you see better but would also make your kidneys fall out your nose and your eyes go blind and you may die and suffocate within five minutes. You know, like the first five seconds of the commercial tells you the good stuff and then they talk, talk real fast and they, you know, your, your firstborn's going to die and you're going to have a curse on your life and your, your right leg's going to fall off. There's no disclaimers in life. Moses, you're going to go deliver my people. He didn't say, Moses, you're going to have marital problems. Your wife's going to get mad at you. These people are going to hate you and be mean to you all the way through the desert. And you're going to die in the desert, Moses. No, he didn't say that. He said, you're going to deliver my people. But he still did something amazing through Moses. Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. He didn't say, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And they're going to take you and crucify you upside down, Peter. There's no disclaimers on life. 
But can I tell you, if you do what God's called you to do, you may, there ain't no may about it. You are going to go through some valleys. Can I get an amen? You are going to go through some valleys. There's this plaque I got up on my wall. I talk about it all the time. I maybe have talked about it in this church before, but it talks about you go through trials and tribulations, but the Lord will be with you. And I got it from my grandma Lil's house. And then I remember reading that plaque and thinking, nah, that, that ain't going to happen to me. But yeah, you just keep living. Amen. Just keep living. You're going to go through some valleys. But it's when you're in those valleys is when God does the miracle. Miracles happen in the dark valley. But the safest place to be is close to the shepherd. The closer to the shepherd you are, the safer you are. See, when you're not close to the shepherd, you get singled out. I know all about this because I was raised in a house with two sisters and one bathroom. And the toilet was sideways. I'm not kidding. Old country coal house in West Virginia. You go in in the sink and the toilet was sideways bumping up against the sink and the door opened into the toilet. I remember going to school and staring at the toilet and saying, that thing's wrong. He <laughs> turned that sideways. The worst fight that ever happened was when I tried to get my sister's caboodle to get her brush out and brush my hair. It wasn't pretty. World War III in our house. But I, I was always singled out. I was always by myself. I was in a house with a, my dad was always at work. So it was my two sisters and my mom. And they all fight. They just like a bunch of cats. <laughs> fighting all the time. But when you're singled out, you become easier prey for the enemy. When you put yourself out there, sometimes you're singled out because you've done it to yourself. You've walked away from God. You've walked away from everything good in your life. And you're out here doing stuff that you know you shouldn't be doing. And you've let yourself become prey for the enemy. But sometimes when you step out of the boat, Peter, when you say, yeah, God, I'm going to do anything you want me to do. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. And you put yourself out there and you're walking on water. Sometimes you will feel like the enemy is pouncing on you and you can find yourself in a valley and you feel all alone and it's dark somebody say it's dark in the valley it's dark in the valley when you put yourself out there for God is when you see miracles but you have to get out of your comfort zone we live in a very laid back transient community I'm going to go to the beach man I'm out. A lot of people come here to run from their problems. A lot of people come here just because it's the beach, man. I'm going to go to the beach. Get me a golf cart. And live la vida loca. I'm done engineering. I'm done building. I'm done whatever it is that you did your whole life. And I'm going to the beach. It's five o'clock somewhere. I really don't care. I'll work my tail off all my life. I got this one client who bought a big, nice house in Grand Dunes. I sell real estate, and, and uh, he said, this is where I'm going to sit. I said, you're going to sit? He said, yep, I like to sit. <laughs> I said, you like to sit? He said, yep, I like to sit. He said, I stood my whole life. I want to sit. All right, man. Is your goal in life to sit? Sometimes you need to rest, amen? But you, God ain't done with you yet. 
Amen. There's a dangerous thing about being laid back to where you can almost become prey for the enemy. That's why retirement can be so dangerous. But I can, I can almost kind of relate to how you feel, man. I'm 42. I've been on this earth 42. You're like, yeah, keep living, kid. But I've been on this earth for 42 years. I can only imagine when I'm 82 because I'm already getting frustrated with stuff. Go to Office Depot. I just want to buy my back, my box of printer paper for my office. I don't want to give you my name, address, phone number. What's your phone number? What's it matter? I want to buy the paper. Everywhere you go, I want to buy some cheese from a sandwich. What's your phone number? I remember the days when you just bought the cheese. Amen. And I'm standing there with the box of printer paper and they did it. They were getting me ready. And they did it to the girl in front of us. And she, she signed up. So I had to stand there and be Arnold Schwarzenegger for 10 minutes holding the box of printer paper while she gave him her name, address, phone number, email address. I'm like, help me, Jesus. Finally, she I said, boom, put the paper over there. Yes, do you want to sign up for our reward? No! I want my printer paper! <laughs> Go to Ollie's. Get my coffee in the Craig. It's the best place to buy the Craig things for uh, coffee at, at Ollie's. You get the best deal. Just thank me when you go. And, and I'm checking out, and they say, are you part of the Ollie's program? Yeah, I signed up to get the coupons and all that. Well, let me look up in the system. No, you're not popping up in the system. I got to go. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of this. You're not, you're not in our system. I just want my coffee. I didn't say that, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm not being mean. I'm just, this is the way I think. I'm not, we're, we're all family in here, right? I just, we just, so, all right, so you're not in our system. Okay, uh, uh, what's your email address again? Toot, toot, toot. Oh, it's not working. Um, yes, I need help on aisle one. I just want my coffee, man. Uh, yes, um, we need help on aisle one. They'll be here in just a minute, just one minute. Yes, we need help on aisle one. And they come over, the manager comes over, and they work on I'm there 15 minutes and working on their computer, trying to find my email address so I can buy some coffee. Do you remember the days when we could just buy coffee and go home? People walking around like this so much. I do it myself, walk around, walk, running into poles because we're looking like down like this all the time. Can you imagine 40 years from now? I'm going to be like you. What's going on in this world? This is crazy. The news ain't the news no more. You turn on the news, they got five people on the screen arguing. The news used to be the news. You turn on the news, they give you the news. This is what happened today. Now you turn on an argument. I'm like, what? I don't want to watch you all argue. Tell me what happened in China today, please. Let me know if we're going to get bombed or not. Amen. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? But you've made it to retirement and you think that you're done. This is it, baby. I'm done. I deserve a slower pace. Yes, you deserve a slower pace. But you don't need to stop. When you stop, the miracles stop. Miracles, man. God put you here to see miracles happen. Death isn't the only miracle that's going to happen. 
There's miracles along the way. It's a crazy process, but there are miracles. This is not paradise, man. Going to the HOA meeting and arguing about the size of the sticker on the back of your car for three hours on a Sunday, Saturday afternoon is not paradise. No. God has a calling on your life to do something awesome in this world. And he's got you up in here in Barefoot Church to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Let's get something done, man. He's got fight in you. I said, we, we moved in our building and they didn't allow golf carts. You can see the ocean from our balcony. And I can't have a golf cart up in here. Let the boy get a golf cart. I went and bought a golf cart and I pulled it on the parking lot. You'd have thought I'd done robbed a bank. They come, one old lady come out and smacked it. I was like, what? It's a golf cart. So I thought, well, I'll go to the HOA and I'll get on the board. I'll do their little thing and, and go be on the HOA and, and get my golf cart. Zippity-doo-dah. Let's get some golf carts up in here. We're at the beach. I go to the HOA meeting. I'm up in that meeting for six hours. And they still ain't got nothing done. One guy got so mad, he walked from the back all the way up to the front and shook his finger in a dude's face about the shape of the sticker that went on the cars. And I'm sitting there, and they had the door open. And I looked out the sunshine and the birds flying by. And I thought of my beautiful wife and my two boys at home. And I said, I ain't doing this ever again. I don't go to no more HOA meetings. God has more for you to do. God has so much more for you. The Lord is my shepherd. He's got things for you to do, man. If you're still breathing, everybody do that with me. He's got stuff for you to do. And it's awesome. It's better than getting drunk. It's better than getting high. It's better than shagging. I can't do it, I don't think. Am I shagging? No. <laughs> it's because my shoes are too sticky, man. I, I was down here on, on Ocean Boulevard during the Shag Fest, whatever they call it. I don't know what they call it. They started walking across the road. I, I was 30 minutes late for my appointment. I'm like, where did all these shaggers come from? Every shagger in the United States was crossing in front of my car. I couldn't even get down the road. They're everywhere. <laughs> But there's more to life than that. God has a purpose and a place for you. God still wants you to perform, wants to perform miracles in your life. Can I get an amen in the house? But you have to hear what he wants you to do and you have to get out of your comfort zone. See, the place for miracles to happen is out of your comfort zone. See, now it's one thing to go after any good idea and, and it not be the best idea. Look at my truck. If y'all don't know. I got like 15 businesses on my truck. I'm only going after one here pretty soon. I'm going to pick, God said, pick a business and do it. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Look at my truck. That boy's confused right there. (laughs) Beast, ninja, house finder, what are you doing? Don't be double-minded, amen? You do need to get confirmation. God wants you to get confirmation. But you know the word confirmation is abused in the church we live in today? 
Well, I'm waiting on confirmation from God. God's going to just send me some confirmation. We need help on the parking team. I'm waiting on confirmation. Susie about got ran over in the street because we ain't got enough people. I'm waiting on confirmation. Confirmation. People are exiting the entrance and causing a bum fungal out there and cars are about to hit each other. I'm waiting on confirmation. Well, you just keep waiting on confirmation. People are going to die out there. We need someone to give $100,000 to the faith offering to build our new church across the water. I'm waiting on confirmation. I'm really waiting on confirmation. <laughs> you got gazillions of dollars, man. You go, to the, you go to the teller at the bank and they're looking at you blinking their eyes because you got so much money. Wow, he's got so much money. We need someone to give $100,000 to the faith offering. I'm waiting on confirmation. And then you leave this world and your money does nothing for the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? It's time to get out of your comfort zone and start doing what he's called you to do. Get out of the boat, Peter. Miracles happen when you get out of the boat. You may be here and you got out of the boat and you feel like you're sinking. You feel like you're going down. You've stepped out. And I know, man, I know what it's like to get out of the boat. I'm out of the boat right now in certain areas. I'm out there walking around. People are, people are watching me. Look at him. He's sinking. <laughs> yeah, you watch. He's preparing a table for me. Can I get an amen? And it says that we walk through the valley. You're coming through this. A miracle is going to happen because the shepherd Jesus is going to perform a miracle in your life. You're coming out of addiction through Jesus. You're becoming comforted during this horrible time through Jesus. You're going to sleep like a baby tonight because of Jesus. Can I get an amen in this place? You're going to sleep so good you snore and you never snored before. The place of miracles is when you get out of your comfort zone. You may be here today and you may be retired and say, I'm done. I'm good. I have a word for you. God still has a purpose for your life. Or you're just young and you're focused on all the stuff that you can get. I mean, get so much money. Man, they are filtering into our kids so much. Going to get a Benz. Going to get paper. It's all in their music. It's all in what they're listening. It's all about stuff. It's all about what I could get. It's all about more and more and more. But God has a purpose for your life. Let me tell you something. Jesus is coming back. And if he don't come back, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Can I get an amen? So when we do take our last breath in this world, we're going to open our eyes somewhere. You're going to open your eyes. It ain't over. I, I talked to atheists and I'm like, man, how did all this happen? Well, there's a big bang. Who made the big bang happen? Stuff. Who made the stuff that made the big bang? Uh, I don't know. God did. Can I get an amen? amen. Jesus is coming back, baby. He may not come when you think he's going to come. But the main event is coming. Like Pastor Clay's been saying, the main event is coming. When you live in a nation that says one nation under God and they're killing babies in the, in the ninth month, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming 
Look in the book. It lines up with what's going on. Can I get an amen in the house this morning? He's coming back. Tell the person side of you, he's coming back. Boop, 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 boop. He's coming back. I was dead asleep in my bed the other night. Oh, I went over. I'm a hurt. I was dead asleep in my bed the other night. Dead asleep, man. I need to sleep. Please let a man sleep. Does anybody in here like to sleep sometimes? Help me, Jesus. Sleep is of God. That's one of them things that God gave us. A nice, good night's sleep. And I was asleep. And when you got kids, you appreciate sleep. All of a sudden, the bedroom door busted open. Boom. Boop. 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 It was Tiffany Browning, my mud fork girl. She said, the fire alarm's going off. We live in a high rise and they have one of those sophisticated fire alarms where it talks to you. Please leave the building. There is an emergency. Please do not take the elevator. Please leave in my living room where I play with my kids, where I eat my dinner and watch the news. Well, something. And boop, boop, and it's two degrees outside. I moved to the beach to be warm. And it's two degrees and it's one in the morning. And I want to go to sleep. And she's like, you better go check and see what's going on. If it was a fire, we'd be in trouble because I took my time. (laughs) I found the closest pair of jogging pants and pulled them on. I put on a hoodie. (laughs) I put on a bathrobe. (laughs) I put on a jacket. I look like a homeless person, man. I walked outside my, I had the, I had the fluffy, fluffy Disney cruise bathrobe on, my wife's bathrobe, all feminine looking. And I, look at, I walked out there looking like a homeless person, stood on the back. I wasn't going, I wasn't going downstairs. We live on the seventh floor. I said, I want to make sure this thing's on fire before I do anything. <laughs> I go out there and stand and watch all the older folks go. We are the youngest couple in our building, if that tells you anything. So... I'm watching everybody, and I'm watching guys go over to the elevator with a cup of coffee and hit the button and wait on the elevator. Take the elevator down. I said, this thing ain't on fire. And all of a sudden, the fire truck rushes in. This is one in the morning, y'all. It's cold. I'm watching my breath go into the air. Just please let me go back to bed. I'm like falling asleep, standing up. And the fire truck pulls in, and three guys get out, and they're taking their time, putting on their... I'm saying, there ain't no fire. And then two of them get back in the truck... There ain't no fire. If there's a fire, they all be rushing in. And then one walks in, and he walks out, and then all the, all the other folks start coming back in. And I walk back inside and say, honey, it, it was just a false alarm. This is no false alarm. Jesus is coming back. And when he comes back, It's going to be awesome over there. Everybody will be happy. Oh, y'all don't know? We'll be happy over there. I can't pay my bills right now. But everybody's going to be happy over there. Everybody will be 
happy, we'll be happy over there. My wife's being mean to me right now, but everybody will be happy over there. Eddie, he amen me on that. (laughs) Everybody will be happy, will be happy over there. People act crazy around me. But everybody will be happy over there. Matthew 24, 27 says, For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west. My dad didn't always go to church with us. He's a Vietnam veteran. He saw things that he won't even tell me. He said, son, I had to shovel. Not pick. He had to shovel his best friend up. I'm, now that I'm older, I, kind of, I understand why he is the way he is, why he was the way he was. And he came home one night, and he was on the back porch, and it was pouring the rain. He said, son, come out here. I want you to show you something. And he said, we're lucky we didn't get struck by lightning. And I went to the back door, and he's standing there in the rain, and lightning went... He said, you see that? That's God. But can I tell you, as the lightning shines from the east to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. The Bible says there's going to be a trumpet. And it's when you least expect it. And Jesus is going to come back in a flash. You ain't going to expect it. You're going to be doing whatever it is that you do. You're going to be on your job. You're going to be at your school. You're going to be watching the news. And Jesus is going to come back. He's coming back. Get ready for the main event, baby. Because he's coming back. And even if you leave this world, we have two brothers leave us this week. Even if you leave this world and they play the bagpipes at your funeral. As your loved ones stand there with tears coming down their face. You ain't going to be in that casket. I'm asking you to stand to your feet all over this house. Somebody say he's coming back. Not only can you experience miracles in this life. My dad always told me, he said, son, dying's part of living. And the older I get, and the more people I see leave this world, I see what he's talking about. But dying's a miracle in itself. It it was a curse, but Jesus made it a miracle. It was a curse from sin, but Jesus came and died on the cross so that you could be saved. It's the final miracle. 
But you don't have to wait for that miracle. You can see some miracles happen right now. And right now. Right now. You just got to change the way you look at it, man. You just got to. Just here recently, I've, I, I'm a constant mess. Hi, I'm Anthony Browning. Nice to meet you. I'm a mess that God is working on. And I've had to make some serious adjustments still. I'm still making some adjustments. And they're serious, but they're simple. You know, you're like one or two, maybe three or four or five decisions away. More than likely, you're one or two decisions away of being everything that God's made you to be. What are you holding on to? All over this house, I'm asking you to close your eyes one last time. If you ain't felt his presence yet, we're going to have to get some gasoline. He's in this place. He's been here. He was with you when your feet hit the floor this morning. He was watching you sleep. He loves you. (laughs) He loves you. Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. In this place, anybody else? Last call. Anybody else? Pastor Anthony, I want a closer relationship with God. Would you throw your hand up? Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Hands are still going up all over this house. Yes, Lord. Just tell them yes right now. Father, forgive me. I'm saying yes to you. You know what I need to let go of. You know what I need to take hold of. In Jesus' name. Father, you see these hands all over this place, God. Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful. We're thankful. You're awesome. Thank you for using this goofy country boy. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for our pastors. Encourage our pastors, God. They've got a lot going on for you and for your kingdom, Father. Lord, send the right people to lift Pastor Clay's arms, God. In Jesus' name. Everybody in this house that got right with you today, Father, I pray that they'd have the courage to go talk to somebody before they leave at the best day ever. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen.